Today is the 22nd of April. This is the third episode of season three um, coming out basically today. I'll be shooting it today, hopefully also editing it and getting it done so that it can be released today. Um, at the moment, it seems like we're posting an episode and a half per week. Ach, uh, episode and... Yeah, basically, no, every week and a half episode, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, things have been busy, and uh, I've been preoccupied, I guess, but some things do take priority. But enough of the excuses, welcome to episode three of season three, not the third time I'm seeing you, it's the second, second time, time on the podcast, but I, <laughs> luck, yeah, sometimes we don't be third time lucky. Yes. Uh, but we have Willis back again, familiar face, yep. last time we also chatted about Porsches and a lot about Porsches just, and bikes and buckies. Yeah. And all, yeah. I remember the Fortuner. Yes. You guys said, yeah, the Fortuner. Yeah. Yeah, you have a very nice bike. But the, weren't you going to sell your... No, you weren't going to no, sell your bike. No, no, no that was someone else. <laughs> um, we chatted about camping yeah. and towing and uh, bad fuel consumption. And we chatted about... Uh, the, the the one million rand car, I think. The one million rand car, the RS6 or yes. yeah, those kind of cars. Yep, yep. We also chatted about the the land delay, the G land delay you saw from race one. Yes, yes, yes. Did, yeah. And then, yeah, that was basically it. It was basically a lot of Porsche, I think. <laughs> didn't we all? Didn't we chat about the GT3 being? released i think we just or was yeah, the gt4 race no 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 gt3 i think when it was still uh, like under covers you know it oh yes yeah, like really yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. a little a bit of a a teaser i guess um that they but it was showed. either the gt3 or the 4rs i think it was the gt3 there though. was also a car to didn't we roast the juke yes yes we <laughs> roasted the juke we did i remember now and yeah. then it was okay just to get an idea. But anyway, he's been um, on the podcast in season two. Very like a guy, Chatu, good friend of mine. So I like to sometimes just bring people on similar sort of level and similar sort of love for cars yes. that I have. Um, you know, I can't always chat to the big boys in the game. Um, and I think it's always, it's quite cool having a conversation with someone like-minded, but also in the same sort of situation yeah. um, because you sort of, it's like two friends having conversation. conversation. That's always exactly. good to listen to. Like it's it's, just talking, it's yeah. much more comfortable for me and like for the listeners to listen mm. to something like this rather than me being stressing, <laughs> like, being stressful in front of like a, a big guest or something. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but how have you been? What are you doing at the moment? Maybe tell the people what you're busy yeah. with. No, thanks for having me again. It's it's really a pleasure. Um, yeah, so studying, I think oh, same as Martin in Stellenbosch. I'm currently busy with my honors degree. So... Yeah, quite busy and doing like a small thesis this year as well. So it's been busy, but otherwise, yeah, d doing well and yeah, always on YouTube. Always on YouTube. Trying to see what's what's mm. being released. No, I just getting excited. I for just told GT3. him actually, I haven't been watching car videos in quite a while. Actually, mm. I think I've just been busy, but also your passion sort of dips and drops and goes and i wouldn't say my passion dropped i was just like you know you go through a phase of every, every single, single youtube video <laughs> that comes out that you watch exactly and then it's like podcast and at the moment i've just been reading actually like uh, i've been yeah. enjoying reading articles yes because sometimes yes. it's also a bit more thorough and that is true and then they, they won't re like take your more simple your everyday cars cars like your you know your nissan micra uh the yaris the 
Suzuki, uh, Baleno, whatever. Just your everyday cars, the new cars coming out there, the Urban Cruiser or Suzuki yes, or whatever. Yes. I've been sort of enjoying reading about the more simpler, simple not just yeah. because it's a tiny, but I think it's just everyday. Like, it's the everyday it's kind of... It's usable. It's what everyone's probably going to buy. It's yeah, it's the realistic car. Exactly. Like, you're not always going to be faced with a GT3 <laughs> no. versus, you know, some kind of Huracan or whatever. Yes, Sometimes exactly. you make the choices between the more simpler cars. Yeah. And even awesome. going into an uh, age where... You know, sometime soon in the next five years, I will get my first car. Yeah, exactly. You know, that also becomes um, like something, something to think to about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've been enjoying reading road tests, um, nice. like six-month year ownership mm. articles and stuff. And that's been quite interesting. That is been quite satisfying, to be honest. Yeah. Exactly. So just taking a break from the, the I wouldn't, yeah, stuff. let's just call it unrealistic Stick. sort of car <laughs> yes. world for now. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so back into YouTube game watched a lot of videos of the gt3 yeah. um in this episode we'll be touching on the gp gp3 <laughs> yes uh the grand prix no we won't be touching f1 um the gt3 press drives actually got released yeah. um it is probably going to be what you think it is and then maybe chat about our favorite gt3s over yeah. the years the death of the lotus elise um the little very nappy sports car um from the uk which is I think a bit forgotten, but actually much more special, special than you then? think. Yes. And you'll, it'll probably gain some, you know, some fame for that now. And then also the Polestar, Volvo Polestar, which is a sort of offspring brand from Volvo. Yep. And what it is, the cars they have, why they do what they do. Yep. But let's start with GT3. Uh, you watch the videos, you read the comments. What are your thoughts? What's the like yeah. just of what people are saying? It's... Like I, I told Martin before we start, I, I watched Matt Farrow's um, review last night, and I, I, I really like his um, he, yeah, his take on, on cars, and and he drives it in the canyons, always on the same road. So I think that gives you quite of a good base to kind of see the differences between the previous generation because you drove the car at the same conditions, the same area, the same road. Um, but it's a GG3. It can't be bad. Mm-hmm. And it's not bad. It's really good. Yeah. Um, his only real concern was like, yeah, that new suspension, the front double wishbone suspension, uh, suspension. So it is a different setup. And he said it was a little bit hard for him personally to daily. Um, mm-hmm. But then again, it's a GT3. It's if you want to really daily buy Carrera, like it, that's why it's made for. Yeah, it's the perfect, you know, dad car. I would call. I spec go GTX. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I wouldn't mind taking a GTX any yeah. time of day. But in any case, um, but then again, it's double wish, but it's really good. It it does the job, and specifically lateral movement in the corners. It also, new tires, pilot yeah, sport, spo- pilot sport cup two R's. Uh, if you'd like to have the yes, R's, but yes, um, they, I think they specifically use that in the Nurburgring for as the well. six fifty nine. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it is good. It does the job exceptionally well. Mm. And like you also said, something that they changed in, in the interiors the the gear shifter or the gear selector, I guess, yes. as it is automatic. Not the shaving. Not the shaver. Yeah. <laughs> so that looks good. I think it fits it well. It also gives it, I wouldn't say a bit of like a retro, but it's just more basic and yeah. simple and it does the job. And it Hulking looks nice. back to previous 9 Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then obviously 
the the spoiler is also a bit of a talking it's mad point, i love it i love it i think a lot of people yeah. are like oh it looks funny because it's you know Mark what do they the call top. it having hanging, swan, hanging from swan, the neck. swan neck yeah. yeah i really like it yeah. i i think it looks amazing no, it's and, so cool. and it and it fits the whole car i mean it is a gt car it's not you know a, a yeah. or anything so it fits the wide track and the stance of the car but i think it, it yeah i mean I can't say anything bad. I really like the look of it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, at the beginning, I was like, oh, the, you know, the, the cutouts on the front maybe looks a bit funny. Like the nostrils. The nostrils, yeah. Mm. But then again, I was like, basically for like a, a day or two, it's like, maybe, maybe not. And I was like, oh, I love it. I mean, the car just looks great. The rear end <laughs> the is rear by end far is the, best. M- the most favorite. Like, yeah. just the light the going, like one singular line, line. just going around, yes. massive wing, yes. big diffuser. Yeah. Um, but I just, I also like behind the camera, I spoke to you about mm. the current GD3 and like being the dailyable supercar, a lot of like, the, especially the 991.2 yes. and the normal 991, it actually portrays it so well, mm. like what the GD3 represents. Like it's the car you drive to the track, go around the track, drive home oh, from the yes. track, do your shopping, go yes. home. Like it, it's your dailyable supercar. It your really GT3 is. RS is hardcore track focused. Yep. Leave it on the track, yes. okay? But now the GT3, the engine is being manufactured on the same line as the competition or the cup cars. The RS, um, the suspension up front is much more race focused, as you said. Very very sticky tires. You won't be driving cup two R's on the road. Like, no. I think you'll just burn through those tires. Like it's not, it's not what you used actually should be using it for. Yeah. Um, the nostrils, the wing, the diffuser, the car looks insane. And the color, also the release color, just goes to show sort of what Porsche are, is trying to, they are trying to push it a bit more towards track racing, yeah. Yeah. which is awesome and it's yeah. great. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want a daily GT3, you are awesome. And, you know, probably, <laughs> hats you. yeah, hats yeah. off to you. <laughs> but maybe Porsche is like, hey, we make the rest of the career line. We make the GTS. Yes. They're bringing out the aero kit. Have you seen the aero kit that not you actually, yet, actually... Okay, so it's not yet released. Yeah. But it's like a, basically a mini GT3 kit, body uh, kit. You just add era. on. Yeah, so nice. uh, front bumper, yes. rear splitter, spo- yeah, spoiler. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically a mini GT3 kit you add on. And your Carrera is... Any Carrera is it's more than, than competent. Enough, like, really. Uh, if you want to go track driving now and then be honest with yourself like if you have a gt3 Definitely. are you going to use it what it should be used for because if not just take the gts yeah exactly or even a Carreras. i mean my thing is always there may be a lot of you know usually if you look at the reviews and stuff it's usually european based or american based and Fair. they have the places they have the tracks especially and uk we don't though yeah. not at all like we have two tracks that's Basically, and the one is in Cape Town, one is in Joburg. And then we have private tracks, which and then is yeah. very, like you're you not have to be yeah. part of something. Like you have to be a, a big shot to get in there or you have to know people, the right people. Yeah. And it's basically, it's not going to happen. If you're just an everyday guy that has a few, I guess you're not everyday, if you have a few more to spend on a mm. GT3, but in any case. But I mean, it's not like you're buying your own track because you have a GT3. Exactly. Um, so I guess in our country, it wouldn't, really makes sense to buy it for a track because you're never going to take it to a track because it's just difficult yeah. unless yeah. like that's yeah. you sort of have the access, access or... to it yeah like every every weekend or whatever but yeah. in in like even kilani they're not open for the public 
that often. It's like maybe once a, two, once a month or once in two months yeah. that you can actually go there with your car and just, you know, go have fun. But then again, we have passes and mm. we have some nice roads. We yes, have some nice, very. Like, especially like in the Western Cape, very. Um, driving next to the coast and stuff. I guess you can still use it and it can still be, you know, your weekend car. Definitely. And you don't have to daily it. But then again, taking it out every second day to work, why not? It will still <laughs> yeah. do the job, but... It's not going to be the most comfortable thing. I don't think I I will. I don't like, think I would either. But then again, if I have the money, like yes, it, yeah, it, it is. Hey, we making this <laughs> like we saying this out of the wisdom that we have as like twenty and twenty one year olds. Exactly. But I think for me, a daily car isn't something. No. Or okay, it's not a daily car. It's a, da- a car you can daily. Yes. But I won't drive the GT three around in town because, like in South Africa, you have theft, of course. Yeah. But I mean, it just. It looks crazy and looks mad and, yeah, I don't know. It depends on your personality. Do you really want to draw attention? That is true. Um, I wouldn't. I but, wouldn't. yeah, I mean... I'll buy a Carrera easily. Your Carrera is it more than enough, job. but then we f- <laughs> we continually forget about one key factor, and that's the sound. Yeah. Like <laughs> That is true. Even if you have a GT3 yeah. and you go mountain pass driving every single weekend, and you, you are not going to exert the full everything out of that car. No. You're just on no. because it's you're not good much. enough. But, no. I mean, that's the, probably the case of majority of sport cars um even track cars like normal people just don't have the expertise and that's all right like that's fine (laughs) um but the sound is one major factor Uh, and that's 100 but i mean then you also ask the question you know gts4 liter a cayman or like gt4 cayman exactly you know but i mean different animals so you shouldn't really be comparing (laughs) no Uh, but yeah still very cool i mean I told you earlier, Top Gear, they basically only had one bad thing to say, and that's like the interior is not as sturdy. Yeah. I'm like, come uh, on. Like, like that's really. nitpicking. But even if it, like, fine, like, it's all right. It's like, all right, don't worry yeah. about it. I mean, nothing is perfect. I yeah. had to get something, you know. It's, yeah. But it's a good car. Right? But Porsche just continually, incrementally, yes. you know, piece by piece, like, it's more than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So dream car for anyone you're not going to go wrong buying one no. even if yeah i think porsches are one of the cars okay it's not like you test drive a ventador before you buy it yeah. but porsche porsche is one of the brands where you buy the car with the assurance that it's going to be good any model yeah. like any model yeah, that is true, actually. and even if it's not as good as you thought it's still better than you know the rest and yeah, yeah so i'm just Super pro this car, really love it. One hundred percent. But then the question always um, comes back. Let's say you have the money to buy the new GT3, um, but then you also have a row of all the other GT3s in line. Basically, mm. you can decide which one is your pick, your favorite pick of the bunch. What is your favorite pick of the bunch? So, when when you, when we talked about this earlier, I was like, you're thinking, thinking like going back again to you know wikipedia checking all the models and stuff i'm like yes this is difficult and for some reason i saw this miami blue basically what mr jww had miami blue 991.2 yeah and for some reason it's just the look of it it's it's obviously previous gen but that was kind of my like perfect like the new one is nice it's really really good but there's Mm. something about just the 991 or 991.2 that just it really really like if I think about Porsche when I was younger, that's what I would look like, you know, like more your typical Porsche look, I guess. But once again, I think 
it's more drivable than the 992, like they said. And I think that's why I would actually consider it, even if it's not your best daily, mm. but it can, it is more dailyable, I guess. Yeah. And it's the four liter. Yeah. So, because it's the 992. Before that, it was 3.6, I think. Yeah, the yeah. Mesa engines. Exactly. So, it's like, you know, it's a four liter. And then on the other hand, maybe, I think talking about four liters, like, the 997 but that was the rs right so, yeah, yeah you are, the gt3 RS. rs was a 3.8 and then you also got the, the four liter the, which is like yeah the, the four liter there's yeah. only i think 600 made yeah so exactly. that was like the you know goodbye to the mesca engines yes exactly which is an rs so that's not really the question but yeah i would i would say the 991 and you i think i think i'm when it comes to gt3 i like the fact that it's like a, you know, a wolf in sheep's clothing. So, yes, 991.2, almost mm. definitely. But then the question is, okay, do you go track-focused, like mm. bucket seats, um, cage, and PDK, or do you go manual, do you go manual yeah. like maybe normal sports seats, yes. not any cage or anything, but more space at the back? And I think I'll, like... Mr. JWW basically had the two opposites. Mm. And I think I go the manual one. Yes. Just but then I was also like, you know, maybe to get the full enjoyment out of PDK. that car, yeah. you probably need a PDK. Um uh, but then I also thought of the nine nine seven, actually. Same, which is a very same. it's a very simple looking car, but actually. Like worth well. a wing, you yeah, know? Yeah. And then I definitely go manual. Yes, definitely no. go like a road spec, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then I was reminded once again of the GD3 Touring. Yes. I was like, oh yes, by far and away, that's my favorite. Okay. I like the road, the, like the road, road aspect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you can go tracking. Yes. But um, I think it'll be very fun with Emmanuel going tracking. But yeah, I think it'll... Didn't they make the R as well? So the 911R oh, was oh. the 991.1 like, generation like GD3 RS. Uh, engine and base okay. and then it was road focused so that car was basically you know when it comes to Porsche 911 pure driving yes. pleasure like stripped away weight okay. um, manual everything was just you know as analog as a modern day car could be yep. Yep. but then with GT3 RS underpinnings yes. Yes. which is amazing you know no, definitely. and then GT3 Touring came out and there was like a bit of collision Yeah. but it is like it's it is different cars but the Touring is it is good I think it's kind of like I wouldn't say forgotten but it's not really talked about that much and yeah. it's sort of but like, that's sort of how it's intended I feel I th yeah that is like, true I guess GT3 will always be a thing but the Touring is like you know what the Touring is when it drives yes. past if you know what the Touring, touring is, is. Yeah, exactly. I saw one in Stellenbosch I can't remember which color it was. Huh. Um, I think it was maybe a yellow one, which is, okay, it's quite wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I think it drove past and I saw it and I was like, that's not a normal 911 yeah, because it, it had the GT grill yes. with that like big gaping openings at the front. And when you look at the back, there's not much difference between that and a Carrera. Yes. It has this like small sort of ducktail spoiler thingy. Yep, yep, but yep. you can, of course, twin pipes in the middle. That's like the distinguishing difference. Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, the distinguishing factor. And that's yeah. that's the thing for me. Like, oh, you drive Porsche, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but no, actually, it's, it's more. No, I, I agree. Like, like I said, uh, the 997, the other thing is the 997 was my like poster car when i was a kid like yeah. 
that's when the 997 dropped that mm. like I think it was the RS, you know, that like, I think it was like black with the red or like. And the white, white wheels. The, yeah. That's uh, the four, the four liter. Yeah. Yes. But that was obviously the RS, but still like that era of, you know, 997. I was like, yes, if I grow up, I want to buy this, you know. <laughs> Before that one, the previous GT3RS, the 996.2, yes. Yes. Uh, that was the, um, almost the top gear, the um, Fast and Furious one. Yep. Uh, I can't, uh, don't think it was like Tokyo Drift, maybe something, yeah, maybe a bit later. Either, but, yeah. White. Yes. GT3RS like the, the yeah, and then the yeah. blue wheels yes that was that's crazy <laughs> but like that's 3RS yep, yep, um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah GT3 is a bit more subdued Some, yep exactly so but even the 996 like even it still has a place like I think it's like any Porsche fan like mm. you, you kind of like it, all of them play a role and you know mean something in the line sort of I spoke to a guy once who you know, he now drives a California. When I say now, I mean like in 2019. Yes. He drove a California. And before that, he had the 996.1 generation GD3. And he said that car was absolutely crazy. I mean, they didn't have the world of power. But of course, it's, it wasn't as refined. It was like just this raw, raw racing car. And no like ESC and all these. This like, was, that was the know, first GT, GT car. car. Yeah. Like there was no GT car yes. before that. So that yes. was the first one. So yeah, no ESC, no driving aids. Of course, steering ma- uh, is um, a lot more direct. Analog, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not like no, all the new electronic steering and stuff. Yeah, and he yeah. said it was just a bit too much for him to handle. I can and imagine. I can understand. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. As you spoke, like your normal guy just doesn't have the skill. That's why cars are made softer and easier to handle. And all electronics. That's like, why M3 can swap between like you know seven series type of comfortability and then suddenly. M3 full attack tack mode. Yeah, you know, that's yeah, why yeah. cars can do that. That's why they have the split personality. Yep. Because people just Can't don't really have the experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good chat. That was yes. about 20 uh, <laughs> solid minutes of GT3 and Porsche. <laughs> I knew it would be long. As intended, as <laughs> yes. intended. Okay, yeah. but let's chat about uh, continuation of sports cars mm-hmm. and a bit smaller sport cars is the Lotus Elise. So now, of course, Lotus decided to kill off this current body shape of Elise. <laughs> Uh, you know, will they go EV with it? Will they change it into something else? We don't know. Anyway, the Elise, if you don't know, started out in 1995, six something. Yeah. But it's like the, it's like the small in our sports car. Like it's very small, very nippy. Um, I wouldn't say track bias. It's like fun bias. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. twisty road biased. You know, corners biased. Started off as a, well, which it probably still is today. Four-cylinder, smaller than two-liter displacement, not a lot of power, like sub-300 horsepower. But light. Um, very light. The first Elise, which is like, uh, they call it the Elise S1. Mm. I think it had a, a, a Rover engine, which was like 1.8-liter four-cylinder. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of power. I think, yes, like 88 kilowatt, sure. which is not, not a lot. But yeah. it weighed 700 and 35 kilograms that's nothing nothing. you don't get cars that weigh these like not at all the mini i think the mini is like the only car maybe that weighed less it's crazy no it's so light it's so nippy manual gearbox is so engaging so into steering it's a very small car often your bigger guys do struggle to get in yeah yeah, um but it was all about just having fun as a sports car like it's a sports car almost as intended it's Um, like a go-kart effect like they would say very much very much so it started off there, 
bit of an interesting concept. Looked very ugly. I, I, don't I hated the look of the first one. The, the later generations were The nice. later generations, yeah. especially the last one. The newest release. Yes. Oh, yes. my word. It actually looks so good. It that actually looks so good. Set. So it still has a... Do, well, I think it has a Toyota engine now. Mm. Um, also inline four supercharged engine. The final edition has like 240 horsepower, which is like, what, 170 kilowatt yeah. or something. Um, I think there maybe is like an Elise Cup or something or just yeah. Elise Sport, like a 300 horsepower version or something. But it's still a very small, very lightweight sports car. Um, and that got us thinking. But before that got us thinking, what's your thoughts on the Elise? What, like, what did you think of the Elise before you even start reading about it, like before this? Did you even think always, of it? Yeah, that's the thing. Like Lotus was always like, oh, yeah, you know, I know they're there, it's, they're yeah. there. like they're doing their thing. I think maybe the lease wasn't really, it didn't really hit home for me at the beginning. Or when I saw it sort of like, when it got a bit of a name, I was like, uh, you know, it looks, it looks okay. It's not the best looking car in the world, whatever. It's small. It's like you said, it's a bit, I wouldn't say underpowered because the power to weight ratio, you know, it's, it's there. But I think the the other the other cars that they did like the Ez Exige Exige, Exige yeah. and the I mean the Evora. Evora that's the more like GT yeah like yeah. I like that the Evora I did like um but it's yeah I th- I think for what it stood for it really you know it hit home because mm. it like you said it it fits the purpose of I want something fun to drive on a weekend or you know, it's something to play with. It's like basically like, yeah, like I said, like a go-kart for adults sort of. Yeah. So it's sort of the, 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 I wouldn't say the name, but yeah, like I said, what it stands for. I like that. And, and it fits a purpose definitely, especially now that there isn't really sport, small sports cars anymore. You know, like your Z3s and stuff like that. It, yeah. it doesn't, it's not really, it's, it's, everything's getting big. Like even the Porsche, like a Porsche was small. A Porsche was like, technically in this class at yeah. right the beginning you know like a normal career and now it's like track getting wider and bigger more stability whatever your, whatever but you're in 9 11 20 years ago it was like was such a small, small car. car it was really really not big i mean it it was basically a beetle if you mm. think about it so in any case yeah um yeah lotus i think i like lotus as a company but not the least that much you know um yeah but like you said for what it stands for it it, it fits a purpose what i mean yeah, that got us thinking, like, what sports cars, what small, lightweight, alternatives. Nippy, you know, what alternatives are there really? Because the Elise wasn't expensive. No. Um, the newest, most expensive Elises is probably still sub a million. Yeah. Um, maybe just a bit over, over yeah. Of, yeah. if you spec it and everything. But there's not a lot of choice and, like, movement room with spec also. It's not about that, you know, no. it's... It's very simple sports car. And that's it's what a, they. It's a driver's car. Yeah, definitely. It's you're not gonna have the best interior. You're not gonna have the the smoothest ride. It's not gonna be a Bentley, but it's gonna be fun to drive. I think anyone. It doesn't matter who you are. If you if they maybe be like, oh, I don't like this look of this car. Like, oh, it doesn't look you know that great. But then once you get in it and you drive it, you're like, wow, this is actually fun. Like, this is what driving is. You know, it's like more back to the basics type of thing. Yeah. Um, doesn't have awful a lots like of power driver aids also. or driver aids so it won't kill you instantly like if you just put your foot down the first like out of the first corner mm. like uh, maybe a, a overcon or something um so yeah i think it, it really it is it, nice but like you said what other cars are there and i was thinking like 
the Audi TT. But then yeah, again, like that's also that's basically it. Like what? what yeah, what Audi TT, but that's not as it's not lightweight sort of. Yeah, it's a bit more luxury and comfort. Also, exactly. you get the GT86, which now is the like the 86, the, the, yeah. the, the GR86, yes, yes, which is you know probably something that also would compete against price wise. Uh, yeah, pretty probably much. similar. Probably similar. Um, I think the lease is more of an experience though. Definitely. Um, you get the MX5. Yeah. Which is probably also quite a similar competitor. Yeah, it's roof can also go down. Also. also under, yeah, yeah the, the MX5 bit, is underpowered. Yeah. You're right. That has a two-liter four-cylinder, naturally aspirated. Yeah. Um, so not a lot of alternatives. No. But to be honest, it doesn't seem like people are really like rushing towards. You know, that's like you know where the gold rush is. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I was also thinking, they're not thinking of like you know what people are building out there. Then I'm thinking like obviously it's not a new car but like s2000s S2, um and then the miatas because mm. miata is kind of like the same thing it's very small very nimble but obviously they don't make them anymore so they, i think maybe for the tuner kind of culture or the like car building culture that's it's still real like trying to find a small nimble car um yeah. and trying to you know obviously they just change it you know buy it second and do your own thing with it but in that sort of like class, there's still a little bit of choice, which I think is cool because I like the S2000. I think it looks good. And I mean, Miata, maybe not the best, but it, mm. it's pretty cool, like for what it is and yeah. what people are doing with it, I guess. But yeah. yeah, it's not a new car. So I guess you can't really compare it, but. Okay. So Polestar, Volvo. Yes. Okay. For some reason, Volvo has gained a lot of traction the past couple of years. I think since. You know, cars like the S90, the XC60, 40, you know, all of the 90s. um, All of these cars sort of, you know, started showing their faces, especially the newer ones. Mm -hmm. You know, Volvo suddenly is very attractive. Uh, The cars are very attractive. Volvo has always been, you know, the the benchmark of safety in cars. So... You know, for the for the intelligent, the professional, mm-hmm. the um, safety conscious guy who just wants a good solid car with a bit of luxury and comfort, knowing that whoever drives in it will be safe. Yeah. It's just all around a very good solid car. It is a good family car. Um, like a lot of people. I know. It's not really on the level of you know family car that a Toyota and Volkswagen is. Like it's a the bit more luxurious yeah, yeah, and yeah, expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It sort of competes against Mercedes and Audi and BMW, which is concerning for them. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, those are very, like, those are established brands. Um, but, yeah, Volvo, for some, they've gained a lot of traction. A step in the right, step in the right direction, mm. especially with the designs. I must say, like, I never really looked at Volvo until they like, yeah. did the whole facelift thing, like you said, with the XC90s, all of them, the new type of shape and look. It's like, it's actually really nice. Like, yeah. I would kind of consider this. Yeah. You know, if I'm looking at that type of SUV range or whatever, yeah. um, it is something to look at. Maybe not your first choice, but yeah. it definitely you know about it. Yes. So, yeah. And then Polestar was always like the AMG M RS variant of Volvo. Yeah. So it was always like the you know, the V fifty powered by or like, you know, by Polestar. Polestar. And that was like the, you know, racier, sportier versions of those cars which was cool. Um, 
But Naples started as sort of distanced himself from Volvo, still owned by Volvo, partly owned by Volvo and, and Geely, and Geely. Yes. yeah, from China. Yes. But now they are actually sort of the Volvo offspring going into electric. Oh. So initially I thought it was like, oh, so they're becoming like a Cupra to Seat, mm. you know, or uh, Alpine to Renault. Yeah. But actually it's a bit different. Like the old brand image and what they're yeah. trying to achieve now changes. Yes. So Polestar, yeah, as I said, is going is trying to be like the electric offspring almost. So they started off with the Polestar 1, which oh. is... Uh, not an all-electric, no. quite an expensive GT car. It's a hybrid, yeah. It's a hybrid. So two-liter supercharged and twin-charged. So supercharged and turbocharged. Yes. Same as any other Volvo, actually. Like the XC90, XC60, I think. Um, oh, is it also actually So not all. So some are, some are just... Uh, some are... Probably just Just turbocharged. Uh, yeah. But then your sportier models, like your, T, your T6s, yes, T8s, yes. that's like twin charged um supercharged and turbocharged so, yeah, yeah. with like a mild hybrid assistance yes. um very efficient engines of course it's not it's not an amg engine no. it's not a raucous v8 it's not something that yeah, makes sound crazy sound very, yeah it, it's very subdued yeah. <laughs> um but has enough ground has enough power i mean it's volvo hasn't been doing uh, this or hasn't been making this engine for track records it's been making this engine just for comfortable yeah, gt gt touring. yeah good yeah. road touring road driving that's yeah, good exactly. point actually yeah so that two liter engine and now with a hybrid system also it's a plug-in hybrid it's a plug-in hybrid it's a plug-in hybrid and it's yes. doing i think uh, just under 600 horsepower which is yes. quite a like lot on for the optimal yeah yeah, yeah yeah like sport full everything is engaged which is a lot yeah if you think about it which is not bad for two liter and obviously very the electric with it yeah um but Seeing the reviews, yes, the price, what you're paying for, what you get, it is it is expensive. And it is, the thing is, I think it's also why the price may be hiked up a bit. It, it, it is limited, I think, to 1,500 units, which isn't a lot at all yeah. for, a, for a new car. But I think they were maybe a bit scared as it's Polestar's first you know, They've car. been in the business for about two years. Yeah, so, so really not long. you don't really know. I guess they know what they're doing, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult, and the GT class in itself is very competitive there's a lot of good choices continental, like continental immediately i was like you know eight series yeah. um the, s coupe yes the mercs yeah. um i mean what does audi have in that like, like okay a s- no a7 is a no, it's not really, also not a6 not a i don't think audi don't has something that compete they have no. they have a five series like coupe yeah. But of course, that's a yeah. bit out of class. And then, like the Rolls Royces, Rolls is maybe a bit too bit much. Too much. But I mean, they have the the yeah. two door. Yeah. So there's there is definitely good I mean, the competition. Is a good yeah. Well, Continental GT basic like covers all the bases. Like it really does. Sporting, interior, everything. comfort, luxury, yeah. touring, everything. Everything. So now, the Polestar one comes in at quite a hefty price. Uh, I think it's like something like 140,000 pounds. Yeah, it's 149,000 pounds. 149, yeah. yeah. Very expensive. You know, good power. Still weighs like 2.3 tons, <laughs> which is, you know, probably common for GTs. Yeah. Aston Martin. Yes. Another GT. Yes. Um, Jag with the... Oh, you can't really say so, F-type nah, as much. Yeah. Really but anyways. Yes, but anyway, so... You're spoiled for choice. You are spoiled <laughs> for choice. And even though, you know, only the big brands 
stick out their toes like mm. yeah, it's still good enough yeah. anyway yeah so they come at quite good power quite a high weight um it looks very cool for me yeah. it looks sort of it looks very bulky but still professional the the, the back is not yeah, it's it, not. It, it it's not the looks most funny. attractive thing. It's, it's like, like the S ninety. Yeah, it but is then based again, on the S90, like from yeah. the side, from the front, or like, it, it looks good. It's it's not an ugly car. Yeah, I know. And, and I think it, it definitely like, it hit the market right or with the right design. So like people would buy it. People. It, it's if, all about simplicity if, and flow. Yeah. They, like their brand design. That's interiors. It yeah, it's very central simple. console. You know, wood, leather. Yeah. It's all just very subtle, subtle. and sound. Yeah easy to look at like soft and high yep, yep. so been looking at some driving um reviews and mm. people quite like our drives you know it's it, it's not a very nimble car as such you know it's for what it's trying to be which yeah. is a gt yes it, exactly. it sort of does it well yeah um comes in at the interesting price bracket also just a thousand five made which isn't yeah. a lot yes. um you know <laughs> i actually don't know if it's sold out if the thousand five is sold out, maybe not. But yeah, I think it it's their entry into the market. Oh. So for them, it's like okay, we're going for EV. We know this, but let's just like kick off You're somewhere. Some, yeah. You know, just yeah. let's just do something. So the Polestar one came out anyway. I think it achieved some sort of success I'm, see, yeah. I'm not really sure i guess we'll see in, in a year or two maybe i'd still take the continental yeah definitely i think it's a bit more expensive though i think the gt is at least two hundred thousand pounds yeah probably but i mean if 180 ish yeah, yeah around there so yeah the pulse is still expensive like, but yeah, i think the gt like the continental is a bit more expensive s coupe is definitely more expensive eight series is probably around there maybe probably around cheaper. there yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, you won't really see one yet in South Africa, I think. No. Anyway, then the Polestar 2 came out. So maybe tell us a bit about the Polestar yeah, 2. Yeah, I think the Polestar 2 did, like, sort of hit it right on the head. Mm. Especially with the interior and the new infotainment system. I don't know if you saw that. but Oh, yeah. yeah it looks po- so cool. It looks good. And it's 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 an Android system. And, um, like, one of the reviews also saw the Polestar 1 the infotainment system is outdated. It's it's an old Volvo system. Yeah. It's it's not it was the good. S, basically the S90 interior. Yeah, exactly. They should have updated that, being it their first car. But then again, it is what it is, and mm. they did it well with the second one. The interior looks really good. It's nice materials for a car that's not that expensive and competing with the Tesla Model Three. So, just yeah, talking about the interior, the the infotainment system, like I said, Android. So. I always feel like getting someone like Android or Apple, I guess Apple won't really do it, but Android, like they know what they're doing. You know you're going to get an infotainment system that works and it's like running Google and everyone has Google, you know, sign in with your own stuff, which I know it does as well. So it remembers your settings, remembers mm. your playlist, everything, which is nice. And I think for someone buying that car, they're not buying it for track use, they're buying it for yeah. drivability and comfortability and yeah. usability. No, you're um, definitely not taking it to track. Exactly. I mean, if you're Misha, maybe. But maybe. in any case, um, the looks, I think it looks really well. And the range is not exceptional. It's not like best in the world or something crazy, but it's still right on par with the rest. I think it's almost 400 kilometers, if I'm not mistaken, mm. just under 400. Um, oh, well, depends on your driving, but around there. Um, and And... You can get a bit of an upgrade. I saw with the suspension if you want to. 
which is actually adjustable, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, which is not like, like manual adjustable, manual adjustable but yeah. then it's like it's not, not a track, a track or. Or. exactly, which was very interesting to me. Yeah. Um, and and upgraded brakes, I think as well. It's not ceramics, but it's larger brakes, mm. and it's Brembo's, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Overall, I think it's like a practical, nice electric, and it's. To be honest, I think I would actually buy that rather than the Tesla Model 3. It's just based oh, really? on looks. Just based oh, on yes. Looks. Like yeah. plainly based like, on looks. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah like, the, like a lot of people say, like a Tesla, it looks like an egg that's like running down a table or something. Like, I don't know. It just looks funny. It, it, it looks like sort of cartoons, not cartoons, but, but like... like um, like anime sort of yes. looking yeah, it's, the very, eye, it's, yeah. it's not good it's like tesla makes other cars that's nice but yeah model 3 didn't no it's a quiet taste yeah but in any case yeah I, th- I think they i think they might actually hit the market quite well with the mm. with the polestar 2 i don't know like i guess you'll see it is a smaller brand but then people know like okay it's you know kind of based on volvo you know you're not buying a random like Korean or Chinese brand that you're like, yeah. oh, I don't really know where they're coming from. So uh, I guess that is nice in that sense. And it is simplistic. It is simple. But with the interior, like I know with the Model 3, it's very, like Matt said on the video last night, it's like it looks like a flat that's not furnished. Uh, and I guess that's that's pretty accurate. Where the Polestar 2, it's very basic, but it's like, it looks uh, good. It looks proper. It, it, they did small things that makes a difference yeah i think the polestar 2 comes in at a third of the price of the polestar 1 One, yeah. um so the pricing is similar to the model 3 depending the model 3 so i think the polestar 1 is it has one 78 kilowatt hour battery like model mm. which which has about 300 kilowatt 400 horsepower and then the model 3 has a few choices you have like the single motor the, the dual distance. motor the long distance and then you have the performance pack yeah. now the performance pack or the like model 3 performance there you have like the sport mode that can basically go fully real real drive almost where you like you saw the videos of the model 3 drifting yes. like super cool, cool you know yeah, yeah for model 3. will you be taking a model 3 drifting no no <laughs> so but it's still cool yes, um the model 3 has definitely better handling mm. but i mean you're talking like we're thinking of GT3 like a brain year, yeah. and it's people buying it. It's not they're not buying it for the track. They're not even buying it for past. They're yeah. buying it for like you're basically o- you're basically asking like you know how good does Apple fry in a pan? Yeah. Like it, it's irrelevant <laughs> exactly. to be honest. It is. So in terms of what is relevant, meaning looks, meaning driving capability, Com- which is good enough, yeah. comfortable, luxury, yeah. yes. yes. Uh, maybe the only thing I think the range isn't. Super, super good yeah I, th- I saw like 260 to 90 miles ish um which is fine you know but these days range anxiety has been a thing with it electric has. cars it is slowly subsiding as cars are getting better charging quicker yes. um we saw the eqs that also came out i now. literally wanted to say and they they said claiming they, 770 kilometers they're claiming 770 kilometers and they've also far. <laughs> like um what did they say was it 500 kilometers in 15 minutes of charge or 80 percent i think it's usually like 70 or 80 percent but like 15 minutes so it's it's definitely improving a yeah, lot no it is um the tesla model is plowed or played or yeah, whatever they call it, it yeah. they actually say there's like literally it's new kind of battery technology like okay. plowed technology or yes, whatever yes. um which longer distance more power 
I mean, that's what's going to happen with electric yep. vehicles. Yep. It's just continuous growth. Yeah, it's yeah. a matter of time before, you know, in five minutes, you'll be able to charge your car in Which, 80%. I mean, even 15 minutes, it's not a lot of time. For electric cars, yeah. yeah. Of course, your petrol cars, it's something you literally yeah. pour in. But, but I mean... You, you, obviously, when you buy an electric car, you know this is like something. That's, that's it's the part compromise of the, yeah, you're making. Exactly. It's part of the game. But 15 minutes is really not bad. And especially if you have a range of, let's say, 700 kilometers and it could charge 80% full in 15 minutes. Yeah. If, if, if the EQS is, if it gives what it's saying, it, it, it's claiming, then it's going to be good. Mm. I mean, it's a big car, so I guess that could squeeze in a bit more batteries or, a bit yeah. more, you know, some extra. But I feel, I've, I think everyone, like you say, range anxiety is a thing. And 400 kilometers or around there is not a lot. It isn't. But once it goes it over 600, days, yeah. I must say, like, I would, like, really consider That's it. That's like, petrol car range. Exactly. Yeah. It's not bad at all. Yeah. So, but 260, 290, which is how many miles? Like, 400 and something kilometers, yeah. probably. It's not enough. No, it's not. If you're only city driving, you know, yeah. fine. And you yes. probably are only, but... Then you might as well buy one of the small ones, like a, what's a Twizy or something. Like, yeah, yeah well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, literally. If, you do, if you're doing city driving, that's a different yeah. type of car. But yeah. Honda E, yes. like the, ja the E Jazz, or like yeah, the yeah, yeah, Peugeot yeah. 208 electric, or there's a lot of electric cars, not a lot here, of course, yeah, but yeah, yeah. a lot of electric cars, small city cars coming out. That's good enough. Have you seen the interior of the Honda E? No. Like, no, it's, it's literally good. the screens that, like, it basically goes around. yeah, yeah. not necessarily wraps around but goes the whole center, center console yeah, okay so they have everything you need really more, yeah more than um enough. and i mean if you're executive then go for your polestar 2 or your mm. model 3 it's fine or, then like range, the, or the jags or the jags even yeah really but yeah let's put it in our context you sometimes <laughs> do want to go out of town exactly so then I Going mean, I spoke to or whatever. Yeah. I spoke to a guy. Well, Marius Burnside. He was on the first, I think, well, first guest episode. He drove the Golf E from uh, here to. He wanted to drive it from Strand to Wellington, which is what sixty not, to eighty kilometers. Yeah, it's like under hundred, I think. Yeah, so it's not far. No. And I'm not sure how the charging situation is at his, at his flats, but he. So it's like, no, rather take his own car. Yeah. yeah, he was just a bit too anxious about the yes. range. So, and I mean, he says you can put it in Eco Pro, but then aircon off, oh, the windows really? closed, everything that might take power, oh, yeah. like dim, like dimmed lights, <laughs> everything. So that's hectic. Yeah. I mean, put it this way: even if you drive at night, your lights take energy. Yeah. You know, yeah. everything in the car takes power. Yes. So, yeah, I I, I see the issues, but. I mean, these are little niggles just, just going to be ironed out over the years. Yep. 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 So as soon as range starts getting better, everything else is already there. It Comfort is, is there. Yeah. You know, drivability, mm. handling ability is yeah. good enough. No, really, there's there's no distinguishing factor. For what the Polestar is, I think it's, it did quite well. Yeah. Like for I, the I first full-on hybrid, I think they looks, did well. They, yeah. You know, got it. out of the box. Yeah. Pulsar 2 is the first fully electric, and I think they're doing well with it. Yeah, Hopefully, they continue to sell very well. They've been two years in the electric game. It's not a lot. No. They're not a giant at all. No. But people are getting comfortable. Especially with the in idea. the European market, where there are anyways 
the mindset has changed a lot, I think, compared to the US. So I think they might do well in Europe, you know, yeah. considering. But thank you, Willis, for no joining problem. today. Uh, it was very good having having you. Very good chatting so long about Porsches, too. I mean, always fun. I do always that fun. every day. <laughs> exactly. um, but thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, we actually didn't come to our favorite segment, but that will just be extended to yes. maybe next time, maybe actually. Next time. Yeah, Let's yeah. keep it for next time. <laughs> um, but thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any comments, if you have any, I don't know, if you want to tell me about what I need to change or, um, you know, maybe encouragement, maybe some constructive feedback, I'd appreciate that. Email is down below, comment section is there, so go wild. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, as we always say, rather love cars because it's, Better than loving drugs. I will, man. I'm joking. All right. Have a good one. Cheers. Cheers.